Hi guys, it's Artem here and it's another episode of Danilian's Ventures podcast where I interview interesting people, entrepreneurs and thought leaders in different industries. Today, it's my pleasure to welcome John from local SEO search uh, agency in Toronto, Canada. Hi John, nice to have you on the podcast. Hi Artem, thank you for having me. I'm excited to share some insights with some of your audience members this morning. Thank you, thank you very much. It's awesome to have you. Um, when we actually talked uh, a little bit in email, you mentioned that you kind of focus on local SEO. And I thought that would be a really interesting topic, topic to talk about since everybody and their mother are talking about SEO, but local SEO, you know, that's, that, that kind of caught me you know, off guard a bit. I thought that'd be really interesting to talk about. So what do you really mean? What does your agency do and how local SEO you know, is different from traditional SEO? Yeah, definitely. So I'll just take a step back actually in mm -hmm. time. Um, I started my agency back in 2013. So not too long ago. So it's yeah. been around for about seven years. But right. prior to working um, and starting this agency, I actually worked at Yellow Pages Group, which is as you if a lot of the listeners don't know, it's a printed phone book that went to yeah. every single home business um, and apartment, etc. Um, but on a more traditional level. So it was actually delivered to homes and yeah. people, when they were ready to buy, they would go through the categories, pick it up. So I was selling ad space and I had a lot of clients in the local market. Mm -hmm. um, and that's where I came from. So I worked there for five years. I worked with over a couple thousand local business owners, small, medium size, you know, ones that are family run that actually worked on their business for not just decades, but maybe even generations, right? Mm -hmm. So traditionally, that's how business owners operated. They got to know their local community. They got to know what customers they wanted to go after and their absolute needs, right? And how they fit in the local landscape and ecosystem. So what I, you know, learned over the years and near the end of my career at Yellow Pages was people are just frustrated with spending a lot of money and not getting the same returns that they used to get. What I mean by returns is when you put in a dollar, I want $5 in return, yeah. right? So the higher the return on investment, the better it is for all advertisers in any form of mediums. So at the Yellow Pages near the last two years, every time I went to see a customer, they were telling me, I wanted to, you know, why should I continue with you? First off, I'm getting no, not as the same amount of calls. It's not even breaking even. Where are people going? I hear a lot about Google and why should I not spend money there when I know more and more people and even myself is spending more time, you know, navigating searching. So at that time, you know, smartphones weren't taking off yet. Internet was not as fast as it is today, like 4G LTE, right? Um, and it's going to go to 5G soon. Yeah. So it was still like infancy, right? Where tablets were starting to pick up and email was still the medium of choice, right? So now today, I mean, you look at it, there's apps, there's so many different social channels, right? From YouTube content to Facebook, to Instagram, to Twitter, to whatever it may be. But then there's also... Um, different forms of media, right? Like voice, um, as well as podcasts, as well as written, as well as infographs, um, and of course the video, right? So with SEO, it's actually transitioned a lot over the last couple of years and it continues to um, pivot. Like you, you just gotta adapt to change, right? Of what the users are looking uh, in terms of the, the type of format that they're comfortable with. So you know, seven years of doing this. And the real reason was I work with a lot of small, medium sized businesses. I am one myself and that's where my connection is and my values are. I really want to support the small, medium, small business owners because they service a very good um, market. And majority of the businesses in the world actually are small, medium sized businesses. And if you can help your own people, everyone, you know, wins together, right? That, that, sound, that sounds very good, almost like a commercial, but, <laughs> you know, helping each other and all that. O of course, it makes sense. And I think a lot of um, small business owners are now, you know, getting pushed by huge companies. I mean, if you think about booking.com, Amazon, hotels.com, they buy a lot of ad space on Google, right? They spend a lot of money in SEO. So 
what can the little guy do? You know, if I have like mom and pops, you know, repair, you know, shop somewhere in Toronto or be it Helsinki or somewhere else, what can I do if there are all, always new chains popping up and they have a marketing budget of half a mil on SEO? And what can I do if my marketing budget is about two donuts, maybe in a toilet roll? So what can I do? Yeah, it's definitely challenging, right? Um, you have to stand up apart from everyone else. So traditionally, how did your grandparents, if your grandparents were in business, work on a successful business? Well, they took care of their customer base. They understood their market. They understood their competitors. They understood their value proposition and how they differentiate from the big brands, right? So it's very similar to how they operated and just push it to more digital presence, right? So I always look at foundationally. How do you stand out? What makes you different? So does that mean take care of your customers? Increase, you know, understand the, the price point, the service level. Like what is your unique selling proposition, right? And what once you determine that, and what I always say is before you venture into SEO, you need to already have a solid foundation of running a good business, not understanding who your ideal customer is. And then, so... So the SEO person or yourself or your agency can understand what kind of client you want to really go after, right? Mm -hmm. Without that insight and knowledge, it's very difficult for anyone to project and help you if you can't help and determine what is important to your business. Yeah, for sure. I think one way though that you can maybe get away from the big competition is uh, if you're like a hairdresser or I don't know, repair shop or grocery store, right? Google Maps, I think, offers a lot of opportunity, no? Yes. Because, for example, I, I travel a lot. I used to travel a lot. <laughs> I used to travel a lot before all the, all the negative stuff that happened during last few months. But anyway, when I used to travel, I always needed a space to, you know, work during the day. So I go to Google Maps and I search co-working. And uh, I always get really good results. I sort by reviews. And I see additional information on the site, maybe read a few reviews. And I understood, you know, that that's probably the best way nowadays to search for local providers. Google Maps, what, what do you think? Uh, uh, is it something that everybody can leverage or have you seen any success I, with it? Yeah, definitely. So being localized, we focus on not just the local three pack of Google, but also any localized keywords because mm -hmm. typically the buyer journey will depend on where you want to be displayed on the search, right? Mm -hmm. As you know, more and more people are using search and refining their searches and using more long tail keywords as opposed mm -hmm. to very broad keywords. So the more defined it is, yes, you might not get as, many, as much traffic, but it's convertible traffic. And when you hit those type of people, the, high, the more likely they're going to do something like call you or investigate and check out your form is a lot higher so those are the keywords that you want to go after but once you determine what you're all about right um, and of course yes optimizing your google my business claiming it verifying it, ad images get reviews you know optimizing it to the full extent with categories and everything else but how do you rank on that map right there's a lot of variables very similar to how traditional seo was right links citations good compressing your images, you know, site speed, as well as all the technical aspects, as well as the on-page, all applies. But ultimately, it's all, all about building your authority and trust, right? And positioning yourself as the expert. So whatever you do, you have to know what you're doing in terms of your landscape, know your competitors inside out. So when someone does approach you, you already have all the answers, right? But typically, when they approach you, they already don't need to know anything because they already read enough from you all they care about is price, right? And availability, really. So that's what you're trying to position yourself as in terms of an expert. So don't just focus on, you know, putting it on your website, but Google My Business is an amazing platform. It's their social platform as well, right? You can do Google Posts. Um, you know, it's just making sure that you're encompassing whatever channels you're absolute customers are using to finding you and that's what you need to uncover as well and some clients um, maybe facebook is the channel of choice or instagram or youtube or linkedin depending it doesn't really matter but you got to uncover that figure out what your 
customers are searching, who they are, how they search, where they're at in terms of the buying funnel, and then you know, make sure you emphasize more heavily on that channel. Yeah, um, but let's talk maybe about Google My Business since I think there is a lot of misconceptions and yes. a lot of people don't understand how it works, what do you do with it, and we could get a little bit more practical since I know you have a lot of knowledge working with many clients and optimizing their presence using Google My Business as one of the factors, obviously, not the sole factor. I think nothing, there is no such thing anymore. That one thing, the silver bullet, it, it doesn't exist. Everybody is searching for it, but it doesn't exist. You have to do many things. You have to put a lot of effort. But if you think about it, where does the Google get information for Google uh, My Business profiles? So if you open the company, for example, in Toronto, right, or anywhere, you know, in the world pretty much nowadays, at some point when people Google for your company, using your company name, they will see a Google My Business profile. It will be unclaimed. Yes. Basically, it will be created by Google, but nobody is actively managing it. So where, where do they get the info from in most cases? Is it uh, some Yeah, usually they're scraping. Yeah, they're scraping it from aggregators, uh, yeah. usually like big, huge directory sites. Mm -hmm. It could be Yellow Pages, it could be Yelp, it could be Facebook, whatever, wherever it's claimed. So what I always tell people to do is go in, verify it, and claim it yourself first. Yeah. That's the absolute most. Then you go into all the directories and make sure it's consistent in terms of your profile, right? Your name, yeah. address, postcode, phone number all synchronized with the same information, hours of operation, services, so that whoever's looking at different channels and different platforms, different sites, different directories are least in sync, right? And so yeah. Google recognizes it. As much as you think Google will already know, it's easier for you to make it easy for them to know, yeah. right? If, I, if you know what I mean. Like even on your website, creating a sitemap, making sure that it's easy and crawlable without errors and it's indexable and it's fast and it's easy in terms of like navigation and you know the URLs, everything. Make it simple so that your users have a good user experience, but also Google can have a better user experience. So once you claim it, then of course you have to optimize it. What does that mean, right? Make sure it's consistent and make sure it's by your corporate name. Do not keyword stuff, do not spam, work by the rules, play by the rules so that you build a good solid brand so that people in your industry, your competitors know that you're playing fair, right? The ones that aren't fair, well, you could report them, right? Um, and you know who are kind of not playing by the rules by what, when you, start seeing the spam always appear, right? Um, then what, how do you rank, right? Of course, you need that vertical, the niche that you want to target. Um, put that in because that's probably the most important portion of it, the category, right? So that's pulled by a lot of variations of keywords that Google is looking at in terms of keyword research, right? Batching it. Um, so once you have that, of course, you, you put your description in with your website and then it all depends on you know, other factors like reviews are very strong indicators, citations, links are very strong indicators still. And making sure your website is performing and positioning itself as an expert and leader. And that's where traditional SEO comes. So there's a lot of correlations between the two, even though people think there isn't. I still believe links are a very strong correlation because how else does Google see if you're a credible source? Oh, you're writing in dif different you know, publications, you're speaking, you're doing other things, right? Mm -hmm. And the more you're out there and more credible you become, that's where Google can see signals on your influence, right? Um, so I'm not sure, is, is there things that you wanted to discuss? Of course, of course. I, I have, I have, I have. I think it's a good intro, but like, um, you know, I worked with many clients and maybe since I have now expert here, I could maybe ask you a for about a few questions that they had, that they had, you know, trouble with. So first of all, you claim it and there is a claiming process, right? You have to identify that you actually either a business owner or you have access to the mailbox, stuff like that. Sometimes uh, the claiming process is just, you know, as easy as getting an email, getting a phone call, but sometimes Google sends a postcard to the location, right? And, uh, you know, sometimes it just doesn't come. And Google is notoriously bad when it comes to reaching out for support. So when there are something, yeah, yeah, I, I, I know. Um, when the, 
when things are not just working, have you seen, were you able, ever able to reach to, you know, reach out to Google? Have you ever received anything? Yeah. So typically, so the claiming process is obviously the first thing you yeah. need to uh, verify, right? Make sure yeah. that you have full ownership and yeah. the owner has ownership. So yeah. if you cannot claim by a phone, uh, usually it then becomes a mail. They send it to your physical mail um, at your you know, office, right? Yeah. Usually it arrives within 10 business days and you have 30 days to actually verify it. Once you go in and verify it, um, and if it doesn't appear in 30 days, then you got to start that process over again, but don't go in and reissue it because then you're starting from scratch again, right? Ah, then they're going to okay, post okay. it so, too. So, it so wait. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Okay. Just like when you do a request on Google, never go back in and request it again because they already have a ticket, right? So you need to just wait. And yes, it's frustrating because there's a queue. And sometimes during this COVID, um, it's a lot longer than usual because Can it be they like realize days, 60 days. It could be longer now, right? Oh, With really? a request because of the load, right? Everyone's yeah. spending more time in front of a computer, making changes, looking at what's going on. There's a lot of spam. There's a lot, and there's a lot less people actually going in, doing the, you know, fixing you know, of it yeah, right yeah. performing it in the duties right so yes they outsource it they also have a lot of people that are contributors that go in and fix it themselves as well right so understanding the process of what google has to go through and yeah. what once you verify it then at least you have free range to go in and modify your name your address your telephone your hours your you know posts right um, yeah. and my suggestion is make your posts very similar to um, like Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, make sure that you're posting at least once a week because you can have multiple posts in the week, but after a week, it kind of just drops off. Yeah. Um, so what you want to do is make sure it's top of mind because if it's a branded search, someone's looking at you by name, that you know featured snippet, which is that knowledge panel on the right-hand side, you mm -hmm. can see that you can sort by reviews, your map, your images, and below that is also posts, right? So it's another... Uh, place that you can send more content going redirecting to maybe a blog or something that is uh, ownership of your site yeah yeah so very good very good but if, if i uh, you know if we go step by step and i kind of get your input on some of the questions and struggles maybe that some of sure. the clients i worked with had you know in order to get expert opinion so Sometimes, you know, the name of the Google My Business profile is just the company name, the corporate name, you know, the legal entity name. And that's all good and dandy. But what about keyword stuffing? I've seen that happen, you know. So basically, <laughs> uh, the profile's name is, you know, whatever company, LTD. And then there is hairdressing, you know, like beauty, salon, whatever. What does Google think about it in general? You know, is it allowed? Uh, so it's spam. Yeah. I would say stick with your uh, branded corporate name. Yeah. Um, anyone could go in and fix it, right? They could report you. Um, yes, Google doesn't penalize business owners at this okay. time. However, what happens is I'm sure they're keeping track of how many uh, times you have been reported, right? Okay. They know a lot more than you think of course especially if they're tracking every action every website that you're going to how long they stay there's a lot more to it than you think right so mm -hmm. my suggestion is play by the rules yes if you see people in your industry your competitors that are keyword stuffing the company name um, or trying to trick the system fake writing fake reviews or whatever like stuff like that there's things that you can do to report them yeah. and i would say go about doing that and make that a part of your process in terms of if you're an agency or you're doing yourself, go in and start cleaning house and making sure you're managing not just your client, but what's going on in your competitive landscape. Okay, that's good. I'm sure a lot of people in Finland will be thrilled, you know, now they get to go to their competitors and, you know, audit them and their profiles and keep clicking report if they see anything, you know, menacing or, yes. uh, you know, something that doesn't make sense. Very good, very yeah. good. So basically, I should, you know, have my company name as a, you know, as a yes. title yes. of my profile. That's cool. So exactly. uh, then we go to the boring stuff. So basically, there is like opening hours, you know, phone yeah. number, that kind of stuff. The yellow pages, 
you know, side of things, right? Like when you're opening yeah. and so forth. Um, but then there are, I guess, um, new features, as you mentioned, uh, as you mentioned, there are posts, uh, there are products and services. You can add those. Yeah. Uh, you can create a mini website even as well. Yeah. And then there is a, like live chat or like a messaging tool. Yeah. So those I think are pretty interesting. And I, and I think very few people use them. Very few local businesses use them. I think a lot of them go in, just adjust the hours, you know, and stuff like that, add basic information. But I haven't seen, for example, if I add products or services, is there added benefit, you know, to adding products and services to my Google business page? Or is it just when somebody already landed on my Google, you know, profile and then see additional information about my brand? Yeah. What, what I'm thinking is Google wants to get more ownership of every single content piece. And therefore, yes, you should um, because people are getting lazier and lazier and they don't want to click on more and more pages, right? So the less pages they can click on, they find the information right there at their fingertips, the easier it is for you to convert them. Right. So the more information you have displayed on the knowledge panel on that Google My Business page from all the products, services, click to call, messaging, you know, there's even a COVID one right now, right? Yeah. On the COVID banner the, or something, COVID notification. Yeah, notification. There's a lot going on and there's updates all the time. Um, you have to think about two two things, right? Like how is it benefiting your customers, your absolute customers? If you are selling a very large ticket item, maybe it doesn't benefit you the same level as a small ticket item like coffee, right? Yeah. Um, so coffee is very transactional and they just want to order on their phone app base, click to call, boom. But when it's buying a home or they're roofing, you know, a big ticket, right? Yeah. Five, $10,000, they're going to do their due diligence and that may take you months in terms of the buying cycle and journey. Right? So yes, as much as you want to put it there, does it benefit you as much as making sure your website has the updated information? Probably not. Right? Yeah. So you have to think about the user standpoint. And of course you got to understand what Google is trying to achieve, which is they want to own as much information as possible, even though they can already crawl and index your whole website, right? Scrape it, but they don't have, authority right or consent so they want to you to do it so then they own it okay okay so they kind of want to move as much information away from other platforms be it your own website yes. or facebook to their own platform where they can yes. mix and match put it in google shopping and put it in results, exactly stuff like that yeah okay because ultimately you have to think about what google's ultimate goal is it's ads right? They make billions of dollars through their Google search ads, of their course. AdSense, and their advertising network, right? So once they have enough data and they know what website relevance categories, then they can display it at the optimal point of when you're searching, right? Yeah. So, and you have to understand also Google is moving towards people. Actually, users are not even clicking to websites as much as they used to do right? Oh. They're using voice now. They're yeah, using a search. They see what they're looking for. They don't even click on a site anymore. They see everything on the three pack. They know they call, right? Yeah. Or they book right there. They purchase right there. So you have to understand users behavior as more, more so than what Google's looking for, because ultimately if you understand your customers, then you can pivot and adopt all the new innovative things they're trying to adopt. Yeah. And uh, I think, you know, with Google moving towards machine learning and artificial intelligence and, you know, smart assistant yes. and stuff like that, I, I think it kind of makes sense, right? If uh, they own as much information as possible on their own platform, then uh, their assistant, for example, is a lot more smarter because now assistant could, for example, um, find pricing for basic services maybe and stuff like that, thanks to Google My Business and so forth. So it kind of, you know, helps them enrich their products. The more information yeah, we kind of feed it. Exactly. And as you know, like more and more people are using voice, right? Yeah, sure. And as you know, every home now maybe has Google Home or Alexa or Siri, or, right? And they're 
listening to you more than you think, right? Just like any yes. smart device, smartphone, they know yeah. more than you think. Um, and yes, is that good or bad? Well, you kind of live with technology. You can't live without it now. People yeah. have the smartphone next to them and they live and breathe it. It's way more powerful than it's ever been. Mm -hmm. And people, you know, use it, right? The big thing is it's useful. So um, you got to live with it. You got to understand what the purpose is and how you can live, you know, purposely with it or not, right? For the benefit of your business or not. Right. So if you don't adopt to these new technologies and platforms and different, you know, things going on, then you may be missing out. Right. But you also have to understand what your customers are ultimately consuming and how they're consuming. And I always look at foundational as much as all these new uh, widgets coming up and apps and platforms and social media, like it doesn't really impact me if you understand how to run a really good business. Yeah, yeah. If you have the strategy, the processes down, the tools just change a little bit. Techniques change, you know. Exactly. Still, you are trying to provide as much value to the customer as possible, you know, and try to gain as much, you know, monetary value for yourself as possible, but in a way that it makes sense for customer and for you as well. But um, if we go back to the Google My Business profile, for example, um, so I think that's really good insight that if, if you have a small ticket item then it might make sense to add it to Google My Business profile page. For example, if you have like breakfast or you have some like set pieces that don't change a lot, you know, could be really great. Or if you have some sale going on, and I'm sure there are even if you have like Shopify or WooCommerce, there even might be some integration you can do. So your products are automatically pushed, synced and so forth. But what about services? So um, you and me, we operate service-based companies, right? And I'm sure it will be really bad if our, you know, profiles on Google My Business would suck. So what we can do, people who provide services, we don't sell physical goods. Should we add our own services to the Google uh, My Business page? Uh, and uh, is there benefit in terms of visibility? Like, what about service industry? I think services, I, it's not harming you in any ways right yeah a lot of so, things don't harm me yeah <laughs> it, it really it just time. adds it adds value right yeah. what i'm saying is it's a layer for google to determine and makes it easier to recognize what what you're doing right so the more transparent you are the better i feel uh, the more you give the better and the easier it is for the users to determine if they want to click to your website to to uncover more right with case studies and you know the actual services um, you know it's all about like just making sure that it's robust but complete right as much as there's more and more stuff going on like yes if you're a restaurant you know you can even tell when it's busy or not right um, mm -hmm. you can do connect it with all those fedoras and all those online uber eats and all that yeah. stuff right so things that are integrated all the time for and why is this happening? Because the users expect it. And it's the yeah. new generation that you're gearing towards, right? These yeah. are the people grew, growing up in, in front of a computer and smartphone all day long, right? So yeah. they're consuming it. And just like before, I, I'm not sure how old you are, but when I grew up, it was more TVs, wow. right? And ads and it's all about like newspapers and flyers, traditional, right? But today it's, you don't get any ads on online streaming sites, right? YouTube, I hate pop-ups, right? It's all yeah. about like, I want to prevent that from happening and I want to be in control. So that whole, you know, buying journey of SEO being control versus ad being pushed at people, that's why people are becoming more and more creative. Um, and this whole ad space is always evolving, right? How do you interrupt someone's attention to get them to maybe want or need your services, right? Versus SEO, people understand these are ads and they don't want to click on ads because they want to be in control. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And you got pretty personal right there with the age. I think I'm, I'm already very, very old, but my wife keeps telling me that, you know, at 37, I think I'm 37, it's not that bad yet. She said, you know, you shouldn't be, you know, shopping for a grave just yet, so, so yeah. I'm, I'm close to 40 and yeah, I remember the times when uh, there wasn't much advertising 
online and when YouTube didn't have any ads and so forth. And yeah, I guess uh, what you're trying to say is that um, if you are worthy of, you know, people talking about you, a lot of things become, you know, a lot less easier, right? So if you deliver something unique, if you have competitive advantage, even SEO is easier, right? Anything, everything is easier. But if you're just like, if you just sell the same commodities that everybody else sell, you don't add anything extra, there is nothing special about service, then, you know, basically you will have to pay in order to interrupt people and get them, you know, to be interested about you. Exactly. Position yourself as yeah. an expert, right? You understand what makes you unique. What's your unique selling proposition? What's your value prop? And people, people will see right through you yeah. um, and know, right, if you actually have a good digital presence or not. Yeah. And um, if you're not, then you've got to start uh, building that because uh, you're already behind, right? So um, I would say, of course, understand your business, understand how you differentiate and start working on a good profile it may take time it may take you years to run a good business right of course. Um, and people and that's i think the problem with this industry a lot of the digital industries where they they see some videos they see some feeds on facebook and they're like oh someone made a hundred thousand dollars in a week right it's like it just doesn't happen overnight and yeah, yeah. It's great that that person did out of a million people, how many actually did that, right? Yeah, but yeah. they see it and they make it sound so easy. And yes, it's an ad and they're trying to sell a course. Yeah, right? of course. Of course. <laughs> so it's like all that. <laughs> so all these things are, yes, it may sound great and they might take your life savings. Don't get me wrong because yeah. they're selling this course that brings no value and they're trying to get you in their system, right? Or drip funnel or campaign. So you know, understand, read, be informed, right? Educate yourself so that you make the right decisions, right? And that's what we're all about as SEOers, right? Like, yes, it's a very cluttered space. It's a lot of unknowns, but you have to understand it all before you make your right decisions, right? And you've been in the space, so you get it. Yeah, of course, of course. And I think if you're a small business owner, the best investment you can do is educating yourself. I think that's because in the beginning, you don't have the funds, so, for example, if you hire an SEO company, agency specifically, that has copywriters, uh, technical, you know, people and so forth, it's not going to be 500 bucks that you're going to, you know, spend monthly. It's, it's going to be a substantial amount. But if you put that $500 into educate, educating yourself, that's a lot of SEO books, a lot of good courses. And like Google Garage has a lot of good uh, courses on SEO. I think it's just you putting in the time. I, I think, um, I think most of the information is there online for free. I guess uh, even if you hire an agency, right? If you know the basics of SEO, you will be able to choose a better agency because you will be able to talk the lingo and you will understand the metrics and so forth. And also, you will be kind of able to you know see if they're doing anything. Because in many cases, I have seen customers who pay about 10 to maybe like 20,000 euros, you know, a month to SEO agency. And then they get a fancy report, but they don't really understand it. They just assume that this is a big company. Everybody trusts them. They're doing something right. I, I totally agree. Right. Um, because as a business owner, um, you're busy, you're pulled up, you know, left, right, and center from yeah. operations, sales and marketing, accounting to bookkeeping to you name it. Right. Yeah, of course. Um, Everything it matters. And of course, you can't do everything right and the best of your abilities, right? So be educated to an extent where then you can ask the right questions and be informed because, you know, the, the challenge is what is going to move the needle the most for your business, right? You're going to invest money on people or you're going to invest in on companies to help you speed up the process right and hopefully shrink time so that you can get to a better port in your point in your life faster right yeah so this this is whole thing about business right learning about what works and what doesn't it may take you years and don't think about weeks and days and months i mean look at our grandparents they worked in business for generations it's not everyone that's going to be successful and what does success mean to everyone anyways does it mean making 
you know, 20,000 a year, 100,000 a year, a million dollars a year. It all depends on where you're at and where you want to be at, right? So don't compare to others. Make your own plan, make your own journey, and make sure that whoever you work with or do your own due diligence, there's so much information out there, especially with internet today at your disposal. There's so many different places to be informed from videos to podcasts to written, um, so many sites from blogs to different paid Slack groups and different groups, forums, associations. Even Google has all the information in the world. You just don't, the challenges, they don't make it easy for you to understand what they're talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just, it's, it's a bit overwhelming. I think that's the, that's the theme nowadays anyway. I think there is too much information. There are too many channels, too many things are moving changing evolving when it comes to seo or, or online marketing you know in general but if we go back to you know google my business and kind of like wrap it up because i think it's really valuable and because it's a free resource that google provides especially to local businesses i think it's really invaluable as you mentioned already but um if you think about it like uh, you mentioned that uh, you should post at least uh, once a week right so you have fresh posts and, you know, basically, you, again, should focus on providing value to customers, right? So you're not spamming, you're talking about something really interesting, something that could be beneficial to your customers, to your ideal customers. Um, then we have like photos, videos. Again, I guess your opinion uh, would be just, I guess, uh, is just populated with uh, content that makes sense, right? So the, do you place a lot yeah. of value on images in general? Yeah, real images that impact your real customers, right? Don't yeah. use stock images. That's yeah, of been not. kind of blacklisted. So yeah. make sure that everything you do is just as hard as running a real business, right? Yeah. Like they're making it difficult, but the reason there are is there's too much spam and too many ways to trick the system, right? Yeah, yeah. There's no easy way in being successful, right? There's no easy way to run a good business as opposed to learn how to run a good business, take care of your customers, understand it, make tons of mistakes, and learn from it, right? And eventually, your reputation will be better. People will start referring you, word of mouth, referrals, um, you know, just cleaning house, which is get third-party reviews, great, a lot of people are writing reviews now on Google. Make sure you respond to positive and negative. On the post, make sure you personalize as much as possible. Make sure that it's newsworthy information, mm -hmm time-sensitive, mm -hmm. geo-sensitive, relevant Perfect. to your users, right? And make sure the image is corresponding to the content, right? And make sure it actually attracts and grabs the attention. What I mean by everything is make sure your whole campaign is awesome. Your website's awesome. Your profile's awesome. Your digital presence is awesome. And therefore, you're running an awesome business. And it, may, it takes time. Don't get me wrong. It takes years to learn. And over the course of seven years, I'm still learning, I'm still making mistakes, and I admit it, I let clients know that there's changes happening daily, right? Yeah. It doesn't just happen like once a year. Yes, there's a big algo update that yeah, hits different industries and niches, but it cleans its house, right? Like everyone's trying to spam or find an easy way for links to attract links or keyword stuff or find a way to you know, embed certain codes in the back end to really help with the ranking, right? All these things, are not good habits in terms of running a good business. Yeah, right? when I was in high school, I had a website where I was um, doing reviews of Japanese animation and I earned commission from referring people you know, to Amazon. And my first negative experience with uh, optimization in general was me just creating white background, setting text to white as well, and keyword doing as much stuff. keyword stuffing as I could, but come on, at least I had a good you know, explanation. I was in high school, stupid and young, but I got removed from Google pretty quick. And then uh, after that, I filled out a request to be you know, re-listed on Google, but my visibility was never the same, basically. It, I just closed the website. So obviously, you know, there are some things that are still working in terms of Black Hat and you know, some of the techniques but there is less and less opportunity, right? To kind of cheat the system. I would say if you're in it for the long term, yeah, right? Which is, you know, you know, this is 
what you want to do as a career. You, you plan on doing this business for the next yeah. five, 10, 20, 30, 50 years, whatever yeah. it is, right? Do it the right way because anyone that's trying to cheat the system, well, yes, they may win short term, yeah. but at the end, they're not going to survive over turbulent years. And Google will determine just like how they figured out that you were kind of cheating the system. It's all about, you know, following their rules, their best practices, their follow policies, their guidelines to the best of your ability, right? And yes, even like backlinking is deemed illegal, right? Yeah. But if you're doing it ethically, which is you're providing good content to a different website or association, just you're speaking on behalf of them, right? And you're going out there doing good and you earn a backlink from that, that is all by the books, right? Like, yes, it's a backlink, but you're not paying for it. You're earning it, right? And that's what it takes. It's hard work to get out there, do these things that deliver small rewards. But that's what SEO is about. You do a lot of things, you keep doing it, and hopefully it takes time for Google to recognize that you're an expert. Just like in anything in life, your comp competition, it's not easy to build a relationship or get married and have children, right? It's the same for thing sure. as running a business. It's not easy right? And you might not be successful your first two, three, five times, but eventually if this is what you really want to do, just stick with it, learn from it, make mistakes and keep pivoting, right? So if, if uh, you know, if we're, you know, slowly, you know, moving towards the end of the episode, if you think about a small company, let's, let's imagine like a really small company, you know, maybe there are two employees, you know, you know, maybe a hairdresser, maybe a small restaurant or whatever. So uh, they heard about SEO, right? They, they heard the stories, you know, the wonderful, <laughs> the wonderful success stories and so forth, but they don't have a lot of time. They don't have a lot of money, you know, so they, they, they can't afford to hire an agency. They're pretty tired after work. So what can they do? What would you suggest in terms of concrete advice to a small company, you know, somewhere, wherever, um, in order to get their feet wet, so to speak, like what could yeah. they do to try to get some positive impact so that it fuels their interest in, you know, investing more and more. Yeah. So SEO is an investment, right? Like yeah. just like advertising on Google, like Facebook, Instagram, whatever. I would say dabble into the ad space, invest in a decent website. Yeah, you can do the Wix, Squarespace, GoDaddy website builder. It's affordable, yeah. $30, $50 a month, easy. For sure. But you have to For spend sure. that time to populate that information. No one knows your business better than you. So no matter what, you still need to educate yourself enough to know how to put together a decent website. If you're not hiring someone to do it, like a, a full web dev or designer, you got to go in and do it yourself. Logo design, content creation, understanding that customer, your ideal customer, all that stuff. There's a lot of content out there to learn, but it's like this whole industry has been uncovered and it's been going on for now a couple decades, right? But just like you're in business, there's a lot of people that are in business as well. And why are they in business, right? To support their family and they have a skill set that people are willing to pay for. Right. And they don't, they can cook at home, but you're a restaurant, you deliver great food. Right. Great. Why would they go to your restaurant, but they can cook the same thing at home at a fraction of the cost because you're an expert. Right. Yeah, at, yeah. So it's understanding the value of time, money and trade off. Right. So if you feel that it'll stress you out, it'll, it'll, you don't know what to do and how to do it properly. I would say investigate on either freelancers, finding a good partner, figure something out to really help you understand and scale to a level where then you have more of a digital presence, right? Because if you're not even comfortable with a computer or social yeah. media or platforms and understanding you know, websites, because you know, even myself, I was never technically sound. I was, my background has always been in sales and marketing, right? And I got into this because of a need that I uncovered from my clients, right? And I still am not, you know, a coder. I'm not by any means strong like all these SEOs and developers that I have on my team, right? And that's why I hire them. I pay for experts 
to do stuff that I know I can't do and I don't want to do and I would be stressed out doing, right? So it's the same thing. You know, you can do it yourself. You hire someone, you pay it, but it's all based on your budget, your time value of money. And I always say play around with ads early days to see if there's enough momentum and enough, um, I would say, of your users consuming information that you see some sort of return. If you start seeing some return, then you know there's people that is your ideal customers there for you to invest further. Okay. Right? That's good. So basically what you're advising is, you know, get uh, comfortable with at least some basics in terms of yes. digital marketing, at least some basics. And then you have options, right? You can either take it further and start learning yourself and doing yourself, or you can get somebody to help you. It could be an agency, it could be a partner. I didn't even think about it, but that's actually true. You could actually you know, give a stake in the company to somebody who can come in and, you know, kind of clean house or potentially, if you are talking about, you know, small business, uh, you could hire freelancers. So there is Upwork, freelance.com and a gazillion other websites, oh, yeah. right? So you <laughs> exactly. could, you could get some work done for a few hundred euros, right? Some small fixes here and there, some updates, maybe a virtual assistant, you know, that could help you out maybe with basic rudimentary work, you know, updating you know your service hours and stuff like that but at some point you know if you want it to be a true part of your business then you should approach it as a you know integral part of the business so basically you will have to invest sooner or later you will have to make it a crucial part of your business or otherwise you'll be just doubling and will not really get any results right yeah, so and this is where a lot of people who approach us, um, yeah. we are an extension to their existing business where we feel like we take part of, you know, yes, a lot of the dev work, the graphic yeah. design and SEO component, but we also are their IT department because that's a huge field that they're, this is not what their strengths are, right? Yeah. So once you become comfortable with the relationship the partner that you want to work with because yes you'll hire all these freelancers and all the staff but their strengths are not to the same ability as an agency right and you're only focusing on content or dev and graphics or you know on page design or whatever it is like yeah. it's only one aspect of a big picture right so it's the same thing as a restaurant there's cashier front bartenders waitresses concierge then there's the cooking then there's the line workers there's so many facets to running a business and then the operations marketing bookkeeping accounting it's the same thing as any business it's the same thing there's every function and you know you have to understand the value of your time do you want to do it yourself or hire someone that actually has a system in place and processes that they need to earn a living too right you have to adjust to it and of be a part of your business of course, of course. But what would you say, uh, you know, if, if I'm interested in uh, SEO, you know, if I'm a local, you know, business, they're always afraid of uh, just paying an enormous amount of money to agencies. So um, as a, you know, person who owns an agency, what would you say a small business uh, should spend on SEO? You know, of course, it depends. In many cases, it could be, you know, a thousand to a million, but you know, what, what is, what do you think in your opinion is like a sum that would already bring some, some sub, uh, substantial changes maybe to visibility, yeah. what they should be yeah, kind just, of be warming up to. Yeah. So like, just to give you an example, we're in Canada, um, yeah. we service everywhere in, you know, North America, Europe, yeah. and, you know, um, Australia, et cetera. We started a thousand dollars. We make it affordable for entry level small business owners to get in. Right. Mm -hmm. But it's a long-term commitment. We do one year contracts. Okay. Right. So it is a commitment, but it's also a relationship that you have to understand. Yeah. Right. So if you're in it for the long term, then of course, this is an investment, but you understand this is really to help you grow your digital presence. Right. But then there's agencies in the U S that start at seven, $15,000. Right. Yeah, and they definitely. target personal injury lawyers or they target 
specific niches, which is fine. I mean, that's their business, right? Yeah. I want to help make it affordable, help out as many people. My margins aren't the greatest, but that's what you need to look for a good partner that are in it for the right reasons that are in alignment with your values, right? Like there's a lot of business owners out there just money hungry, right? I actually want to help support as long as they're in the same mindset and has the same value as my own. I bet them as much as they bet me. Right. And I don't take on everyone. I basically let them know like, yes, thank you for reaching out, but maybe you're not a good fit. Look for, you know, because they don't have the same values or mindset or, you know, just by our initial conversations, it wouldn't be a good fit, right? So, um, yeah, it's all about just understanding what your value is, what you bring to the table and how, who you want to partner with, right? Um, if it's long-term, short-term, if you're playing around with ads or if you don't know if it's good business yet, Figure that out. Have a good store, a core foundation before you venture into this whole SEO space. Yeah, that sounds really good, really solid. Thank you very much, John. It, it's been a pleasure. And you have a podcast about SEO, right? Yeah. So, can so you tell, podcast, us, tell us a little bit about yeah. you know you podcasting and a little bit about your podcast. I'm sure people will appreciate because I've seen you. You have quite a lot of episodes already out. Yeah, we, we have fun with it, right? So yeah. uh, the podcast is called Local SEO Today. Um, me and my VP of sales, we've had, uh, we, we did work at Yellow Pages together and uh, combined we work with over 10,000 local small, medium-sized business owners. So we, what we bring to the table is more business experience mm-hmm. and knowledge and insight um, and more practical business experience versus the technical aspect of what SEO is about because anyone can read and learn it online. But yeah. in terms of business, that's what we're trying to gear towards and target. Business owners learn, trying to learn and understand this whole space and navigate through it. Um, so yeah, it's called Local SEO Today. Uh, we have over 150 plus episodes. Um, and really, we're just providing value, right? Giving people good snippets and content that they can use uh, for their own business and purpose. Yeah, good. All right. Thank you very much, John. It's been a pleasure and I really appreciate having you on the podcast. Thank you very much. See you. Take care. Thank you, Artem. Thank you for having me. Bye-bye. Have a great day.